0: This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Prince David's Stream. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 146 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by OP Seat. Get your awesome gaming chair over at opc.com i'm sitting in one right now they're very very comfortable excellent lumbar support uh i highly recommend uh opc chairs uh just head on over to opc.com slash ref slash run jump stomp witchcraft is recorded live three times a week on tuesdays and thursdays at 3 p.m u.s eastern and on saturday at whatever time i can get around to it tune in live at twitch.tv slash run stomp and you will be greeted by the hooligans that are hanging out with me right now people like snowgoes ham vaxxer uh zap Aerslia is here, Kid Curdy, Crimson Dragon, Mikey B. playing Pudding, and Stormtrooper2k421. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me while I record the show. Um, let's jump right in. I got an email from John. Uh, John said, hey Bill, kind of want to comment on the upcoming Mario movie. I am probably the oddball that enjoyed both the old Mario movie and the cartoon. I even tried to get my daughter into the cartoon since it was on Netflix, but More to the point, I've been listening to several podcasts and everybody believes that Mario should not talk. I know minions are funny and that works for them, but I think that Mario and all the characters in the movie should talk. People need to realize it's a movie and not a video game. And if he does not have words and only video game noises, probably it's going to be a bad movie. What are your thoughts? I sent this to you because I think... Because you are my favorite Nintendo podcast. Well, John, I appreciate uh, that you enjoy the podcast. However, I'm going to have to disagree. Charles Martinet does a great job voicing Mario. But I don't think that I want to hear dialogue from Mario because it's just not going to sound good. It's going to be irritating. Now, if they replace uh, Charles Martinet with somebody else to do the voice of Mario, then I think that that would be almost unfair to Charles Martinet Uh, and again I think that Charles Martinet does a great job when it's just the the odd woohoo or lets a go you know that kind of thing but to hear him you know do a whole sentence is probably going to be grating especially over an hour and a half movie with lots of dialogue um however what what do I think should happen I think that everybody but Mario should talk um so Mario well maybe even not Luigi um but you know those the, the the main characters shouldn't talk and it's okay for Princess Peach to talk um her voice isn't irritating and she has said things in the past and Toad I don't know he's kind of irritating to even the more I think about it the more I really don't want to hear these characters talk and there's a reason that Nintendo had gone such a long time without having them talk so I'm not sure what I'm expecting from the movie I'm expecting I think that the movie will be good because Shigeru Miyamoto's in charge of it um, he is working with the creative directors at Imagine Entertainment to, to make sure that we have something that's worth watching. Um, they kind of Nintendo surrendered creative control of the Mario movie that was made back in the early 90s or late 80s or whenever it came out. Um, and I think that they understand that that's not something that they should have done so now they're holding on to their creative control they're being a lot more deliberate about it and so I'm sure that we're going to get a good movie um, but I'm not looking forward to the idea of an hour and a half of of Mario talking the way that Mario does I am happy to be wrong though I also got an email from Doyle's Bane. Doyle's Bane says, Hey, RJS, you recently asked about what we would like to see in Smash when it comes out on the Switch. Of course, I totally agree that new characters from ARMS and Splatoon need to be there, and skins from Breath of the Wild and Odyssey are musts as well. The additional content that I would like to see in the next Smash also ties into the phenomenal success that the Switch enjoyed in its first year, indie support. I think that having characters and maps from Shovel Knight, SteamWorld Dig, and Stardew Valley would be amazing, and it would totally be in line with the emphasis that Nintendo has placed on building goodwill with indie studios. What better way to remind players and devs alike that Switch is now the go-to destination for great indie content? Just my two cents. Keep up the great work. Best, Doyle's Bane. Um, I think that those are fantastic ideas. I would love to have Shovel Knight in um, in uh, Smash Brothers game. We're going to talk more about Smash in a little bit. Um, but, you know, I hadn't really thought about it before. I, or if I had, I never, you know, it was only a fleeting uh, thought where it was there and then I moved on. Um, but I don't know about Stardew Valley. Like what character from Stardew Valley would be? On the switch or on uh, Smash Brothers, that would be kind of weird. Would it be the old guy that runs the, uh, the 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 corner store, or would it be the guy from from JoJamart? I don't know. Uh, so it, it brings up a funny uh, a funny thought about like who would be the character that would come from stardew valley but i do like the idea of these indies you know like characters from steam world dig uh that would be fantastic to get the the, those main characters from that game uh, from that game into smash brothers and you know shovel knight it's it would be amazing to have shovel knight in there he's got a great move set and i think it would translate really really well to the uh uh to uh to smash brothers like especially with the down smash with the shovel so I think that's a great idea Doyle's Bane uh if you're looking to uh get a hold of me you can do so by emailing me just like uh John and Doyle's Bane did at runjumpstomp at gmail.com you can also tweet at me at Uh, You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUNJUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And of course, join the Discord by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And once you're there, you are going to be greeted by uh, a bunch of awesome people who, who uh, we, we talk about stuff every day. So Nintendo France disclosed a bunch of information about the Switch's launch and they also talked about software and one of the things that they talked about for software was FIFA 18 uh, which sold 73,000 units again this is only for France so they sold 73,000 units without digital sales so those are physical copies sold in France uh, Nintendo France's president talked about this in an interview. Uh, it's obviously in French, so I can't quote it word for word. But um, this was posted by Liloque, uh 612 on Resetera. And they kind of give a loose translation. They said EA is very satisfied with FIFA's sales. Uh, it is expected for the game to sell... Twice the amount without troubles thanks to the WC. I don't know what WC means here. Um, It it was a test for the Nintendo Switch and it passed. And we should expect new announcements coming from EA. And more generally, every third-party publisher that made a serious effort on the Switch was satisfied. Uh, So the big thing that I'm taking away from this is that we've got new announcements coming from EA. Now, we don't know when that is, and this is not uh, information from from EA. This is information by President of Nintendo France. So we don't know how accurate that information is about how pleased EA is with how well FIFA uh, moved on the Switch. But... My question to you guys, and you can let me know in one of the ways that I mentioned earlier, is that, oh, WC means World Cup. Thank you. I'm not a sports guy, so I have no idea what that stuff means. Um, so you can let me know in uh, email or at Twitter or whatever. What EA games do you want to see come to the Switch? Now, for me, there's really not a lot of games from EA that I... Care about most of them are sports games. I don't really bother with sports games, so I mean, I think doesn't EA do Call of Duty? I guess maybe some people might want that, but I just don't care. Or is that Activision? I can't remember now. Um, but most EA games are not games that I care about. I guess the only one that I cared about was Star Wars Battlefield 2. That's certainly not going to be coming to the Switch, like I've played that on my PS4. And there's no way that they're going to be able to port that to the Switch. It is way too beautiful. And it uses the Frostbite engine, which I believe the Frostbite engine has not been ported to the Switch. So that would make it a big, big expense in order to get the uh, that to run on the Switch. And that's really the only EA game that I can think of that I'm interested in. But you know what? There's a lot of people who own Switches who don't like the same kind of games that I do. And I'm curious as to what games you guys are excited for from EA to come to the Switch. Let me know. Uh, Capcom president uh, Haruhiru Uh hopefully I didn't ruin his name too badly. Uh, he has talked about uh, games... Uh, like Monster Hunter coming to the Switch, especially with how popular Monster Hunter World is. And so he he went on to say, uh, the discussion primarily focused on Monster Hunter World, but there was a bit of talk surrounding Nintendo's console as well. And Sugimoto started out by acknowledging the demand for Monster Hunter on the Switch. He also then pointed out how Capcom does have Monster Hunter Double Cross on the platform, but... Uh, But it would be very difficult to bring over Monster Hunter World as is. So I know that there's a lot of people who really want uh, Monster Hunter World to come to the Switch. And there's a lot of people who are familiar with the Monster Hunter games who say that Monster Hunter World is definitely the best version of that game. And of course, we want the best version of that game on the Switch, but being unable to easily port something over, I totally understand how Capcom would say, we would rather not. Um, It would be a very big cost, and in the end, it might not run well enough because I don't know if you've seen Monster Hunter World, but that game is gorgeous on the PS4, and I, I doubt that they could get it pared down to run well on the Switch. Now, they do have a monster hunter double cross on the switch but that's really more of a traditional monster hunter game the change from the older monster hunter games to monster hunter world has made the game a lot more accessible uh they do a little bit better job teaching the game to you uh there's still it's still a little bit obfuscated as you're trying to play and you're a little confused about what to do here or what to do there but from people who are experienced with the Monster Hunter franchise, Monster Hunter World is the one that is the easiest to understand what it is that you have to do. And Monster Hunter Double Cross is one of the older ones. Now, it's already running on the Switch. It's a port of a 3DS game. And the 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 issue with monster hunter double cross is that it's not in english it hasn't been localized to english-speaking countries yet so a lot of us you know we, we don't want to buy it i mean yes the switch is region free and we could buy it if we wanted to but there would be um you know a communication issue where we're looking at the game and we're not sure what to do it's already opaque enough as it is without not being able to read the text uh add in the fact that it's in another language and you would be completely lost trying to play that game so i don't know if that's something that we can look forward to having that game um, translated into english so that so that it could be sold uh to a western audience or not But right now, it looks like we're not going to be getting any new Monsters Hunter stuff on the Switch. And there's there's people who are going to be really, really sad about that. But I also want to make sure that people know or, or that people realize that not every game that you want is going to come onto the platform that you would prefer that it come out to. Uh, And this is kind of leading me into another topic that happened. I didn't talk about it last episode, uh, but there's been like some backlash against the developer of a game called A Hat in Time which is, I guess it's a 3D platformer. I'd never actually heard of it. But the developer said, no, we're not bringing it to the Switch. And I guess they were a little snotty about how they said it. And that caused a lot of backlash because, you know, people were saying, uh, or they they had mentioned that they had Switch dev kits. And so everybody just assumed, hey, this means that we're getting it for the Switch. And that's not necessarily true. Um, There's become this mindset within the... Uh, it's the Switch owning community that every game has to come out on the Switch. And that's just not the case. And the way I look at it is I can barely play the games that are coming out on the Switch. There's over 300 games on the Switch already. And I can't keep up with the ones that are coming on the Switch. I don't have enough time to worry about the other games that I'm not getting on the Switch. Um, and yes, that's not fair to somebody who wants to have. Uh, this game on this platform but at the same time if if somebody complains that Mario Kart's not on the PS4 everybody's going to say well I mean get over it or buy a Switch if you want to play that game well if a game is only coming out on a certain system and you want to play that game then you're going to have to bite the bullet and buy that platform or not play that game and I know that there's going to be people who are unhappy with the idea that I said that but You have to remember, we've got lots to play and you don't have to play everything. Um, That's something I'm trying to convince myself every once in a while, too. I don't have to play everything. I can take a pass on this uh, idea idea or that IP and uh, I'd be okay if I didn't play every single game that comes to the Switch because nobody can. Nobody can. Which way going go? So I got an email last night about uh, my son's Nintendo account. Uh, it starts out, uh, we are excited to announce that a Nintendo account may now be used to play games that are not published by Nintendo. And then it goes on to talk about the reason that they're telling us this is because that means that your son, your, your kid's avatar, or, or like their me or their um, their name would be available to third party developers. I'm pretty interested in what this means, because, well, first off, up until now, I'm a little confused too. Because when I play, like if I play um, a Rocket League, that's a third party developer. And when I play that game, I play against people on the PS4 sometimes, or not the PS4, on the Xbox sometimes, and people on the PC sometimes. And they can, I assume, that they can see RJS and then my little my little picture next to it, because that's what I can see when I'm playing. Oh, you know what? No, I can't. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, it always just says like their name and then it has a picture that says Cynet which is psionics network so they're there um i think that that's going to be something that's going to go away and you're going to start being able to see when playing a third-party game like rocket league you're going to start to see the the nintendo icons uh, for people's mes or whatever it is that they chose as their icon for for that um for that account and what does this mean well I think it means that we're closer to getting the Minecraft better together um, uh, upgrade upgrade on the Switch because what that does is it allows you to play Minecraft with people on the Xbox, with people on the uh, PC. Uh, you're allowed. You, you would then be able to play with people on iPad or Android, and you're all playing together at the same time and Nintendo needs to let everybody know hey we're going to be able to see your name and your little avatar thing and I think that's what this is talking about now they didn't come out and say that Uh, it could have something to do with the online service that's coming out in September Uh, I'm sure that a lot of you also got this email Um, but and and I'm just fishing here I could be completely wrong but I feel like this is more important than they're letting on. I think that this is a big deal. And it's not something that we know yet, but I think some point in the future we're going to be like, oh, that's why they did that. And, uh, you know, only time will tell. Well, the NDA has lifted now, and I have played and beat Zeo Drifter on the Nintendo Switch. I didn't 100% it, though. I only got to about 88%. And... Long story short is that it is a very good Metroidvania game. I had a lot of fun with it. It's got an awesome chiptune soundtrack. I really like the super bright and contrasting colors. And it's a very good example of a Metroidvania game. Uh, it went back and forth between these four different worlds, tracking down upgrades to my character, either through extra health or through boosting up my gun or giving myself new ways to traverse the... Uh, the the alien landscape and then um, you know I had to fight some bosses and get back my warp core I had a lot of fun playing Zeo Drifter and uh, you can check out my full review of it on uh, my YouTube channel which is youtube.com slash run jump stomp the the game came out today and my review came out today and I just I want to make sure you guys make sure that you check it out before you pick up the game. I really enjoyed it. And uh, long story short, I say it's worth it's worth the 10 bucks. And since we're speaking of my YouTube channel, I just want to also remind people that I've been working on the NES Archive. The NES Archive is a series where I'm going through uh, the games from the Nintendo Entertainment System as they came out uh, one game at a time. And I just released the latest video, which is NES Archive Golf. Uh, you can check that out again at my YouTube channel. Um, make sure that you do all the things that you do on YouTube over there, it really does help. Hey paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Well, today, Nintendo released three, uh, videos. Uh, they are these are Nintendo Labo videos where they kind of go into a little more detail about what you can expect from Nintendo Labo Uh, and if you've been under living under a a rock then you probably have not heard what Nintendo Labo is it's basically this game that you can get where you build things out of cardboard that interact with the Nintendo Switch in really weird ways Uh, definitely check out the show notes and you can chat and you can see the videos themselves Um, but I I I decided I want to talk about one biggest takeaway from each of the three videos. Uh, So the first video is the Nintendo Labo overview. And my biggest takeaway from that is they showed off this really cool thing called the Toy-Con Garage. And it gives the user the ability to create inputs and outputs. So uh, you can say if somebody does this um, with the Nintendo Labo, then the game will have this happen. And that kind of thing can really open up what Nintendo Labo can do. And I'm looking forward to seeing what people can do with this. And what I think is very important here for Nintendo Labo is the fact that they're giving people the ability to make their own inputs and outputs. I think that Nintendo would be, uh, how do I want to phrase this? I think that they would be woefully uh, mismanaged if they don't have a way for you to share these things online uh, so that if somebody creates this cool thing, then I can try it out at home as well. And it doesn't have to be a button that just you hit and it goes up into the cloud someplace. Maybe if it just has, you know, I can't even think of how it would work. Uh, maybe somebody would write a description and then hit the post button because you don't know what they're doing. Like The example that they showed is somebody had a broom and they had the, joyst- the Joy-Cons attached to the two sides of the broom and they treated it like a guitar which is really crazy. And I think that there's there's these really cool ideas that somebody is going to think of something amazing and nobody's going to know about it. And that is a disaster. So I think that, that, that that's something that Nintendo definitely needs to do. The second video was all about the variety kit. Uh, they call it the Toy-Con variety kit. And my biggest takeaway from that video was that they use the bike model like they have a little motorcycle um where you put the you put a joy-con in the motorcycle and then you draw the course like the racetrack in the air with the motorcycle and then the game builds that in the game which is really crazy i got an email today i think um and I wish that I had put it in, had it in the show notes, but I got an email, somebody asking me if I thought it was a good idea to do super, not super, um, Mario Kart maker where people could make their own Mario karts. And I replied to him originally, actually, I think I got the email yesterday, but I I replied to him originally, you know, that'd be a really great idea and I'd like to do it, but you know, developing things in 3d is tough. It's a lot more work than doing something in 2D. And so I'm not sure if that's something that would ever happen. And then this video comes out today and they're like, Well, it's easy. You just you just go like this with the Joy-Con and it draws it for you in the game. And then that's crazy. And something else that they could do, they had a Toy-Con scanner where you put uh, one of the Joy-Cons in this little cardboard gun and you can basically take a picture of an object and it will take like a depth map of that object and turn that into, uh, a course that you can drive on in the game. Uh, it's just it's really impressive what they've done, uh, with, with, with Labo. I think it's very, very interesting. Um, the, the last video was about the robot kit and the biggest takeaway for me was it has first person mode, which is really cool. Um, and that like they showed off that you have like these different moves like you can uh do a super punch uh or you can if you're falling down and you lift one of your legs it turns it into like a drill kick and basically the game is how much stuff can you destroy in a certain amount of time you get a high score and then you can compete with somebody else um They also showed off that you can change the color of the robot in game by inserting like these uh, cardboard screws into the backpack and then turning it. And in the game on the screen, it shows like a color wheel and you're turning the color wheel to get the colors that you want. I think that's just really neat looking. Uh, You know, customization is really huge for kids, like them being able to make the robot look exactly like like it is that they colored it on, on the cardboard. That's really amazing. And then finally, they showed off that if you have two robot sets, that's a pretty big investment, but then you guys can fight each other. So first off, you would have to buy a Switch, right? And then you got to buy extra Joy-Cons, which those are 80 bucks for a for an extra pair. I think it's 80, maybe it's 70. And then you got to buy two of the robot kits. And those are 80 bucks a piece so this is a really expensive two-player game but I'm not going to deny that it looks very cool now all this aside this does not make me want to have any of this cardboard stuff in my house I'm not interested in having this cardboard stuff in my house for me that's just crazy uh there's a lot it takes up a lot of room and you know what my cats are going to eat it or something um but I'm sure I'll probably end up with it here anyway whether I like it or not and man it it is expensive but you are getting a game that's another thing to think about I'm number one all right one last story today and that's that, that we've got a little bit of info on the Stardew Valley uh multiplayer update uh, that make sure you click on the link in the show notes. There's more to it than just this, but um, the, the one piece of information that I got out of here is that work on the new features is now done, and we've sent all of the text off to be translated into different languages. Meanwhile, we're working on bug fixes, and once we receive the translated text and integrated it back into the game, we'll begin serious QA phase involving... Uh, Thorough testing of all new features in both multiplayer and single-player contexts. When that is finished, the update should be ready for public beta. I'm still shooting for a spring release for the beta. Now, a lot of people uh, have been really excited about multiplayer Stardew Valley, but I just want to make sure everybody knows. Spring ends on like June 20th or something, okay? Okay. So that means we got a long time and that's for the beta. And we're not going to be getting the beta on the Switch. That's going to be on PC first. Uh, they they specifically said uh, when they announced that multiplayer was coming to the Switch that it was coming to the PC first because those are the people that supported them first. And they want to make sure that those people get that content before anybody else and I can totally understand that's showing a loyalty to your fan base and that's a good thing Um, so I don't expect us to get uh, multiplayer Stardew Valley probably until September is my guess as the earliest Uh, that's just me guessing based on trying to read the tea leaves you know, it could be ready much sooner than that. It seems like it's a pretty long and drawn-out process, um, but we will see what happens. And, uh, you know, if you haven't checked out Stardew Valley, it's really cool. I think you're going to like it. Whoa, nice graphics! I'd like to get my hands on that game. All right, it seems like I saved the the best for last, and that's mostly because I forgot that I had added it to the show notes, but uh, Reggie fils seems to have inadvertently, or probably he did it totally on purpose, uh announced smash for the switch uh so he he was talking uh to uh an interview and there's a long article about this but he was talking to an interviewer about the switch and basically the online thing that's coming out and he said uh so our overall proposition will not look the same as our competitors But what we will do is we will recognize that what consumers like about our competitors, we will look to do it in a way that has a Nintendo flair to it, and we will look to make sure that in the end, we've got this robust online environment that not only works well for our games like Splatoon, Mario Kart, and Smash Brothers, but also works great for our third-party developers. Now, right now smash brothers has not been announced for the switch however if you look at and i don't remember the exact interview but reggie May was talking to somebody last year sometime and they said are we going to be getting these games on the switch and he said look what we try and do is every time we bring out a new console we try and make sure that at least one version of all of our major titles comes to the Switch so you can probably expect to see these things especially since Smash Brothers is one of their best selling titles I'm sure that we're going to get one for the Switch it's not a big surprise that uh, that Smash is coming to the Switch but what we don't know is will it be a new Smash Brothers or will it be a port of the Wii U version now honestly I don't care which because I don't know what they could do with a Smash Brothers to make it not just an upgrade to the one that we already have other than just new characters. And if they just bring Smash um, 4 from the Wii U, import it to the Switch, and add in the stuff from the uh, 3DS, that would be enough for me. And I would be perfectly fine with that. And that's exactly what they're doing with Hyrule Warriors. So why wouldn't they do the exact same model uh, for Nintendo Switch? I'm sorry for Super Smash Brothers. My brain is fried today apparently. Um so again, not not a huge revelation here that we've got this new game coming to the Switch. We don't know when and we don't know what it looks like and we still have no information. So it's not a big deal. But I just thought I'd address it. Yeah. All right, real quick, the last story that I'm going to mention today is that we have a whole bunch of eShop deals. Games like Axiom Verge, Battle Chef Brigade are on sale. There's a bunch of them. So make sure that you check out the link in the show notes at the bottom of the show notes. You'll see one that just says eShop deals, I think. Um, make sure you click on that and you can find out what games are on sale. Um, the one that got my attention is Axiom Verge is on sale 30% off for $14. That is a great game. I played it on PC and I might buy it again. I might double dip on this one because it's really good. And uh, it's another fantastic example of a Metroidvania game on the Switch. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned earlier. If you're looking for ways to support the show, make sure that you head on over to runjumpstomp.com support. There you will find all of the links that you need to support the show. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that does support the show. And, um, and a big thank you goes out to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of your music on the show. I have brand new outro music today. Make sure that you check that out. I'll see you guys next time on Saturday. Have a good one. Bye-bye.